Hey, welcome to the Link lineup. Uh, this is going to be a brand new podcast uh, for Philadelphia Eagles fans. Uh, me and Bryce, who you see to my left or maybe my right or maybe up or down, depending on how this thing lines up. Uh, you know, we're going to discuss the Eagles uh, just as any other Eagles podcast does. Um, hopefully, we'll be a little more entertaining than most. And, uh, you know, we'll probably give more biased opinions than you'll see anywhere else. Um, with that being said, uh, you can find us on Twitter or X or whatever they call it these days um, at the link lineup. You can follow Bryce at I am Bryce Haynes. You can follow me at Cardiac Chase on that social media platform. Uh, today, we are going to be discussing the uh, 53-man roster. Um, we're going to predict who we think is going to be on that roster. And then we're going to follow up later on uh, once the the roster has been finalized and see how well we did. Um, anyway, we're going to post, forgot to mention this, we'll be posting the video version on YouTube and we'll um, also post it on any of your favorite podcast uh, apps. You'll find us there. Um, so if you like us, please give us a like, a subscribe, whatever they do on that particular uh, website. Um, so starting, starting off, uh, we're going to talk quarterbacks, which I feel, uh, it's pretty, pretty easy, pretty easy, pretty cut and dry. Yeah. Pretty cut and dry. <laughs> um, for me, I think we're going to have Jalen hurts, obviously, um, Marcus Mariota, obviously. And the, the other one being kind of maybe the third option being like the, uh, the question mark maybe is between Tanner McKee, McKee and, uh, Ian book. Uh, I have Tanner McKee winning out uh, that spot, um, probably by the slimmest of margins. But I have him beating yeah. out. So I had I had the same exact thing. Uh, the only way I see Tanner McKee not being on the roster is if we, for some reason, had the whole Carson Strong issue like we did last year in training camp and preseason. Carson Strong was we paid him a ungodly amount of money for an undrafted rookie. Uh, you would, you were thinking he was going to come in, maybe fight for a quarterback too. Um, and then preseason rolls around, never got a snap from him hardly. Uh, training camp, you never really heard any news about him. It was almost like they wouldn't let the man pick up a damn football. Right. Like you hardly didn't hear any news about it. That's about the only way I don't see Tanner McKee uh, not making this team. I think he will. Uh, he was a he was a good prospect coming out of college. He was, I think, you stick him in any other draft, he could be a top ten quarterback in some other drafts. Something, nothing crazy. He probably could go third round, fourth round, but he's not a first round talent or second round talent, nothing like that. But he's he was a he was a pretty good quarterback at Stanford. He's got the prototypical quarterback look and size. Right. And ultimately, this this third quarterback spot is hopefully as Never have fans, to see it. <laughs> is completely useless and irrelevant to what we're talking about. Um, but that being said, we have to pick somebody because they do have that new rule. So Tanner McKee, welcome to the team. Um, so we'll move on to the running backs, which to me is intriguing. Um, I have the Eagles keeping four. Me and Bryce did discuss some of this before the show. I uh, just kind of see where we're at. Um, I have Rashad Penny, DeAndre Swift, 
Kenny Gainwell and Boston Scott, no particular order. Uh, but I had those four. Uh, Trey Sermon would be the odd man out. I do think they can keep him stashed in the on the practice squad, hopefully. Um, I think Eagles fans and the Eagles themselves are the only people high on Trey Sermon. But um, we will see ultimately. Um, who do you got, Bryce? Uh, I got the... I got DeAndre Swift, Rashad Penny, Boston Scott, Kenny Gainwell. And to follow up what she was talking about, like, uh, I think Trey Sermon, I think he's – I don't know what his problem was. That, see, because he only had two carries last year, but it was two carries for 17 yards. It was positive yards. Great. Good li- good little chunk of numbers there for two two carries. That's eight and a half yards think, per carry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was I, – I don't – I don't I don't know. He to me he's a good player. I think he has a potential to be a pretty good player. I just I don't know. They we do we've always done for the past few years now been a big running back by committee group never really overpaid anybody else other than what we have. You're not paying the number 1 running back higher than what you got 2 and 3 and cetera, et cetera. They're all about this making the same which it builds your team better. I mean, that's just studies show that the less money you spend at one position, better team is all around. But I think Trey could possibly, like you're saying, we he might fall through waiver waivers, and I don't I don't know if anybody will pick him up. If you're able to stash him on your practice squad, I think the I think Harry Roseman and everybody else would be could be very happy about that and keep him on the team as long as. It, I do think there is – it's not a likely scenario, but it is a scenario that could play out is maybe Rashad Penny hasn't fully recovered from like his injuries from the past, and he just kind of looks off. I think a surprise cut could be Rashad Penny, and then you would replace him with Trey Sermon, and Trey Sermon would be the fourth running back on the roster. However, we don't hope that. Uh, you know, We want Rashad Penny to be healthy and have a great year because from what we've seen, he, you know, he is a very explosive back. He's a big back. He's – Big son, healthy, son bitch. When he's healthy, he's one of the best running backs in the league. One of the better backs in the league. Yeah. It's, so. And for some reason, the Eagles always like to keep a big bruiser back, kind of bigger guy, 220, 230-ish, 215 even on the roster. And Trey Sermon's a little bit bigger guy, so I could see I could see where, where you're coming from. Rashad might not be as healthy as they think he is, and it looks like he's not losing a step but not his full self. And he could be a surprise cut because hell, will they will they paying him not even not even a full meal? Is it? It's um, I don't I don't think so. I think is I think is those all relatively cheap. Yeah, so it, it wouldn't hurt it wouldn't hurt them to cut him. And you got youth and somebody who for some reason Nick Sirianni and Harry Roseman both seem to be a little bit higher on Trey Sermon than the media or anybody else really talks about. So obviously they're seeing something good out of him and uh, something promising. So that, like you're saying, that could be something that actually could make sense. Yep. And to wrap this up, there is one last thing I want to say is um, my player to watch in this group is uh, Kenny Gainwell, just because he was he was okay during the regular season, turned it on during the playoffs, except for the Super Bowl, he wasn't great. So can he can he build on the postseason that he had, or will he? go back to regular season, Kenny Gainwell. So that'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, you know, 
not not there's not really like a hot camp battle in the running back department, but there is like a, a smaller one, I guess. But um, we'll move on. Ultimately, to... ultimately, I just want to say this. Ultimately, I think it's just I think it's DeAndre Swift's job to lose at right. this point. That's I mean he's he's the bigger name of the group, the young gun. His problem is same thing. Rashad Penny hasn't finished out a full season without health issues. Right. So if he can if he can do that, then it's his job to lose. And hopefully, with the running back by committee, they can all have a healthy season, and you know, absolutely their load won't be as crazy. Um, so we'll move on to wide receivers. Uh, this one can go a couple different ways. Um, I just want to help me out with the name here because I I try to master it. Um, Couple times, couldn't do it. AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Qued Watkins, Olamide Zacchaeus. Thank you. And then I got Britton Covey, uh, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, and unfortunately for most Eagles fans, Quez Watkins. I think we all have a like a sore spot for Quez because of uh, that pass in the Super Bowl where it seemed like he just. He forgot how to run routes at some point last year. It just seems like I don't know. I don't know what happened to him. Um, but deep down, I think there was a game in there somewhere. I think it may have been the Washington one, uh, the one we lost at home. He fumbled that ball, and ever since that game, you kind of seen it almost like his confidence, like he was shook. He he lost a lot of confidence in himself and his abilities. I don't know. I think I'm a little bit higher on Quez than some people. Like his natural abilities, God, he's one of the he's probably one of the fastest guys in the league. If he's definitely the fastest guy on our team, but um, I think he could be a lot better than what I think he can have a another step up year. Yeah. Now, ultimately, I think that you know if they do want to move on from Quez, or if you know something does happen to Quez, uh, buddy that I can't pronounce, um, which I will get at some point this year. I think he can fit in that spot. Um, from what I've seen and what I've read, you know, he's he's been very good. Uh, he's very good whenever he has the ball and getting yards after the catch, which is which is lovely. Um, considering what you also have on the outside with AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, who can also get tons of yards after the catch, so that's nice. Last person on that wide receiver group that I named was Britton Covey. If he sees the field as a wide receiver, our season's over. We're, we're, we're just going to chalk it up and uh, you know. See you next year. Um, anything you'd like to add from on tight ends? Uh, no. I, I think we had the same group. Yeah, I do think the two people to watch, um, they're, I don't think they're going to make the team, uh, is Tyree Cleveland, who might come out of nowhere and do like that Zach Pascal that we had. And then, um, what's his name? Joseph Nagata. He came from Clemson, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a bigger, bigger guy, bigger body would uh, would definitely be an outside receiver, which the Eagles don't have a ton of backups. Um, mm-hmm. So look out for those a name guys. I, I, I would I would throw out there just for the sole fact from last year what he did is uh, they brought back Deion Kane this year again, and I don't see a role for him in special teams necessarily. I don't think he can. I don't think he's fast enough to return punts or kicks or something like that, but. Uh, he 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 played pretty well in the preseason last year on the outside. Uh, he could be he's a bigger body. Say AJ goes down, 
hopefully that never ever happens but uh say he goes down or something like that they want to replace a somebody with more size back into the lineup uh he could be a candidate that 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 they could keep i gotcha yeah um so we'll move on tight ends uh i originally had dallas goddard jack Stoll, dan arnold however after talking with bryce about it and looking at dan arnold's production in the past i have completely changed my mind went to grant calcaterra um, with a wild card there, I'm not putting him on the roster, but I definitely have him as a person to look out for. Is Tyree Jackson coming off? You know, he's had bad yep. injury luck the past couple of years, but from what I've read so far, he's made pretty impressive plays in camp. Um, he's an athletic monster in camp and practices. Definitely is. Um, you know, they like Jack Stoll because of his blocking abilities. Um, and they like Grant Calcaterra because of his receiving abilities. Uh, Grant Calcaterra is not going to be able to block a defensive end, but he can he can block a maybe a linebacker or like a safety, like go up to the second level, you know. But he's you can't ask him to block uh, uh, a lineman. That's not going to happen. So you got kind of like a like I guess like a yin and a yang right there, just complete opposites. Uh, and they work together. Uh, yeah, I uh, I kept the same group as last year. Uh, uh, Dallas Goddard, Jack Stoll, Grant Calcaterra. Um, like we were talking about, I don't know if Dan Arnold has had enough previous production and to kind of solidify himself into making the roster. But uh, I think they just – I think they – this is a position – to me, it's a position of need for as the standpoint of more depth. You got a top five tight end in the league as your number one. But there, there's when he goes down, there is a major drop off in productivity after him, and obviously we haven't seen Dallas. Dallas kind of he's been he's been bitten by the injury bug as of late these past couple of years. Well, last year wasn't so, really his fault, though. You know, no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't at all. It just kind of bad, wrong place, wrong time, bad result came from it. Uh, but man, he. Dallas is a surefire. He's he could be a damn hundred catch, hundred catch a year type player. It's just the injuries have bitten him before, and, and those past couple games, those games that he missed this year, you saw a drastic drop off in in their uh, passing offense because he's always a safety blanket for Jalen, just like any tight end is for their quarterbacks. Any but good tight you, end, yeah. Any any good tight end. But if you don't have enough faith in them, they're, you're just not going to get – the quarterback don't have enough faith in them, you're not going to get the ball. You know what I mean? So, I mean, so just a drastic drop-off from there where I think they could look to either add somebody, maybe – if they can't add somebody, I think they just roll with the three that they had last year and kind of hope Jack Stoll and Grant Calcaterra take take some steps in, in their respect of their own game. Jack – being his receiving ability and Grant being his blocking ability. Right. Yeah. Speaking of blocking, next up is the offensive lineman. Um, so I got Jordan Mylotta, obviously. Landon Dickerson, obviously. Jason Kelsey, duh. Tyler Steen, Lane Johnson, Cam Jurgens, Dennis Kelly, Jack Driscoll, Brett Toth. Did we have, did you have somebody different? 
Um, no, uh, but at the same time, I could see where they might want to keep Sua Opeta over Brett Toth. But that leads me to a question. Who do you have starting at right guard this year? It's funny because that was the question I was about to ask you. Uh, <laughs> so, so originally, I thought to myself it was going to be Cam Jurgens because that's what everybody talked about. That, was, that seemed like that was going to be the plan moving forward. However, I believe I was listening to the uh, BGN radio um, episode, and they said that – I forgot who it was. I think it was Berman. They said that Berman was like, hey, you know, who's going to play center in training camp? Because Jason Kelsey is like, they don't, they don't, he's not going to practice, you know? And, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, Cam Jurgens is going to be that guy. So is he going to get any reps at right guard? And yeah. that leaves that question mark there. And so I thought about it. Cam Jurgens is undersized. And he is. when you think about it, you really don't want an undersized guard next to an undersized center. Jason Kelsey has all the heart and grit in the world, but at some point that somebody will take advantage of it. And we don't want that. So I have Tyler Steen winning that job. Um, he might struggle, you know, but guard guard is definitely the easiest position to play on the line, especially when you're sandwiched between Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson. It, it's going to be a lot easier that transition because he played tackle yeah. at Alabama, right? He he, he played uh, left tackle, yes. Yeah. So that transition from tackle to guard should, should be a breeze with you, when you have two future Hall of Famers side by side. Um, is that who you got at uh, right guard as well? See, yeah, I have I have Tyler Steen uh, starting. I'm a I'm a big Bama guy. I've watched him play. I watched him play all last year. He, man, what what's so special to me about his game? He is. Because he started out as a defensive tackle at Vanderbilt, switched positions, transferred to Bama to play um, left tackle. And they, at the beginning of camp last year at Alabama, they moved him all around the line. Like they moved him from left tackle to right tackle. He played a little bit of garden in practice, but uh, his true position was left tackle. And that shows you he has a lot of versatility to his game. And from all the that I've watched, that guy is he is a monster of a man, and he is so light on his feet, which it's like the transition to guard is going to help a lot when you like you said, you got two Hall of Famers on each side of you. That's just I mean, and if I'm Jason Kelsey, I don't want somebody who's my size playing to my right yeah. when I'm a small guy myself. I want a big some bitch like they had. Because uh, they don't give a lot of people don't give Isaac say Malu a lot of credit. Isaac was a big dude, man. Isaac big was dude. a very bit, very big dude. And before Isaac, you had Brandon Brooks. So I mean, he's played around bigger guys most of the time. And if I'm Jason Kelsey, and this might be my last year, probably not, because this guy always seems to come back. Yeah. I want to, I want to have somebody that I can who. When we go up against Dexter Lawrence, Jonathan Allen, you know what I'm talking about? Twice a uh, year. Twice a year. Yeah, twice a year. I want somebody that can give me some help on my right side. So, And I'm, this is no shot to Cam Jurgens at all. At all. I think he's going to be a great player when it comes this time. He he did phenomenal last year in uh, preseason at center. 
I just think center is his true position, and uh, I think it's going to end up being Tyler Steen. Right. A um, couple few thoughts to wrap up this uh, this group. I do think the Dennis Kelly acquisition is a very good one uh, because you have a swing tackle. Um, they can play both left and right tackle. He can play guard. You know, he can play everything but center, and we already have a backup center. So um, you know, I, feel like, I feel like that's a great move that kind of – Kind of, kind of sneaky. I feel like, um, which with him, I, which with him, if you don't feel comfortable with them two playing right guard, you you brought in some veteran presence to kind of bolster that. Absolutely. Um, anything else before you want to move on to defensive ends? Nope, I like cool. it. Cool. Defensive end is not going to be is going to be your t- traditional defensive end. So when you th- when you think of defensive end, you think of Brandon Graham, right? Correct. Yep. That's that's what we're talking about. Uh, so I got Brandon Graham, Josh Sweat, and Janarius Robinson. And that's who I think you got to, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. And and we talked about this. We were like, well, Derek Barnett just restructured his contract. We I don't think he's going to be ready for the start of the season. So I think he's going to end up on the pup. Um, so his spot, he won't hold a spot on the roster. Um, now that we talk about it a little bit more, um, Say, say Derek Barnett is ready. Time season comes. Do you think there is a way Janarius still beats him out, or do they give it to Derek as his? Like this is Derek's last chance. You know what I mean? Like this before because he's a he's a free agent next year. Yeah, I yeah, think so. it, I think it'll be his last chance, and then you can stick Janarius Robinson on the practice squad. I believe so. See, they're they're really high on Janarius too. They traded for him from the Vikings a couple of years ago, and they've kept him around this long. You know what I mean? So, I mean, they see something in practice because he's a big dude, man. He's got length. His, his wingspan is one of the I – th- I think it's one of the biggest on the team. That dude is long, athletic, and I don't I don't know. I think you got something there. He just needs reps. Yep. Um, You know, and that's really all. I mean, I can really say about this group, nothing, nothing crazy, nothing special really other than BG. You know, he's age 35. It's probably his last year. Soak it all in, Eagles fans, because that is, that is a Philly legend through and through. Uh, hopefully, Absolutely. hopefully Josh Sweat stays healthy, has builds on the year he, la- he had last year. Um, so. I think this would be another. See, Josh Sweat. Would you consider his year last year his breakout year? I feel like the year before or, that, he what well, you can probably consider like his breakout year, and then last year was like his. Uh, he's his solidified. Hey, look at me. I'm a pro bowler year. Yeah. So. I think he builds on what he did last year. What he finished with, like 11 or 12 sacks, something like something close to that. All I know is with double digits. I don't remember the the number, but all <laughs> I know is with double digits. So yeah, and we'll take that. We'll take that any day. Um, moving on, edge rushers. So when you think of edge rushers, you think of Hassan Reddick, Nolan Bang. Smith, guys like that. Yep. So those two are making the team. Nolan Smith is my is my I'm who I'm most excited to see uh, get on the field. Um, third person, I got Patrick Johnson. I know uh, what's up, Kyron? Kyron? Kyron Johnson? Yeah, had a had a brain fart there. I know that you know we drafted him a couple of years ago, um, but from what I've read, he's been they're trying to move him at like to like linebacker, like traditional linebacker, and. To me, that's not a good thing. They're just trying to put you somewhere. They're like, please show me something somewhere. Uh, so I don't think it looks good for him. So I got Patrick Johnson with his big-ass neck roll. 
Um, <laughs> no, I, I have the I, I got the same exact thing. And to build on what you're saying about Nolan, uh, see, I've read some. I've been keeping up with training camp these past couple of days, and it looks like Nolan might be. He could he could be the, he could very well be like the he could overtake Jalen Carter as like the spotlight guy through the year on flashy plays and being seen all over the field because it it seems like he's he's dominating in training camp right now and it's going against the ones too I mean right. this it's not like he's going against just our damn third string bunch of no name guys they brought in for practice but he's doing this against Jordan Mailata and going against Lane I'm sure I'm sure they're He's moving all around the field. He's dropping into coverage too. I mean, he's he's making flash plays all yeah, over. Yeah, I already locked up Boston Scott today. Yeah, that Boston is Scott's that's not a, an easy guy to guard. No, absolutely not. Boston Scott's a guy you do not want to see in open field, and you have to make a tackle. Yeah, and sure. you got a you got a damn edge rusher covering him. Which he his he's his pro comp coming out was Hassan, but he is like. He's two times more athletic than Hassan was when Hassan was coming out and Hassan is now. Like his he's just got athletic abilities that Hassan doesn't have. And if he's able to tap in to his pass rush moves and learn from Hassan, we might have a Hassan on steroids with this might. guy. <laughs> Definitely might. And you know, I'm excited. I'm excited to see him. Um hopefully he plays a little bit in uh preseason just to kind of get the fans excited um mm-hmm. fan so uh we'll see we'll see uh we'll move on to the uh the tackles uh i have fletcher cox jalen carter jordan davis milton williams moro ojomo and i have contavia street i know you have um Dewey. and uh, uh yeah yeah so this i had is, uh, I think this is the only thing we kind of kind of disagreed with I had a Tui Pelotu, and um, I'm not sure if he's fully healthy from his ACL injury last year. So if Marlon, if they don't, if they don't start Marlon on the active roster and he's not 100% healthy, I think they go on with Noah Ellis because, um, like we was talking about, I, they always like to keep a big nose tackle. Jordan Davis is your starting nose tackle. He's going to be your He's going to be your big guy in your five-man fronts when it comes that time. But saying Jordan is tired, you need to rotate in guys in and out. I think they keep Noah Ellis. Noah Ellis is a bigger guy. Push, he's three forty, and they seem pretty high on him. They were high on him last training camp, uh, last year's training camp. He made a lot of noise. Uh, got some good reps in in preseason last year. Looked good. Uh, I just think I don't I don't see a lot with Kentavious Street. Uh, he's not the. I think they're just they're going to want to keep a lot of youth on this offensive line on defensive line, excuse me. Uh, since all your your big guys, BG, Fletch, that it's coming to the end with them, so they're going they're they want to keep some youth around, kind of homegrown to a to an aspect. I think Noah could be a. I think Noah could be a pretty good player if he gets some reps. Yeah, I just think I think Kentavious uh, Street. You know, if you count pro football's focus of sacks totals, he had six last year, and I feel like being surrounded by a star-studded defensive line, he'll shine. And I think mm-hmm. the prospect of him reaching his full potential uh, outweighs everything else that we have as far as the youth movement. You want to you you mentioned. Um, Let me ask you a 
let me ask you your question on this because this guy is my he's going to be he's my sure fire 100 slam dunk player this year jalen carter give me your thoughts on jc uh I'm kind of annoyed a little bit by the the, the reports of like, you know, he's They're already making won. it seem like he's yeah. Superman. <laughs> yeah, I like it's this this training camp. You know, it's fine. You they know, ain't some, even got pads on yet. <laughs> yes, and some of the veterans don't even go 100 percent because they know they're like they're like this shit sucks. It's hot out here. I'm not trying. I'm not. I'm not pulling a cramp. You know, um, but I think he I think he's gonna be great. Uh, I think he has a lot of great mentors to help him as he, you know, coming into the league. And that's huge. Um, oh, absolutely. So he's got his know. boys with two man, which also, I mean, that, that helps. They got five or four, four players that he's played with in college on that defense. So I don't know. I mean, it, it's a big step for him. Uh, how about uh, Jordan Davis? What do you, what have you seen from him this off season that you like? It looks slim. And so he does. Seems like he's taking care of himself. He's still big. Uh, don't get me wrong. He's still he's still a big guy. That's a good thing because that let That's him eat. Big some bitch. That's a big uh, some bitch, man. Uh, so <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Th- I, I'm I'm really excited for Jordan Davis because uh, you know me. I was I was real high on him last year. I I look I absolutely loved that pick when we drafted him. Uh, he played really really well. At the, before his injury last year, I thought like he was competing on starting every week at the very beginning of that year. Pittsburgh game rolled around, tweaked his ankle, really wasn't the same after that throughout the year, which I think it was kind of, I think it was a big mental thing for him last year. Uh, he was high on the horse probably at the beginning of the year. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm, I'm making plays all over the field, gets hurt. Has to sit out a couple of weeks. Never really got that momentum and self confidence back. But uh, it looks he looks like he's dropped some weight, like you said. Looks a little bit slimmer, but he's like you said, still a big ass dude, man. I mean, what is he? Six six, like probably still pushing three forty. I mean, you don't want to see that, especially who can move like a cat. I mean, that's that's something that you don't want to have to block for sixty minutes of football. So definitely, definitely. Um, before I move on to the linebackers, um, I think uh, we should take a, a quick little timeout, a quick little break, um, maybe run an ad or two. Uh, sorry about it. Somebody's got to get paid here. Um, so we'll see you on the other side of this break. Uh, welcome back to the link lineup. Uh, we are going to discuss linebackers. Uh, I got Nicobe Dean. Uh, Christian Ellis. What did I say? Did I say Nicholas Morrow, or did I not say Nicholas Morrow? He said Sean Bradley. Okay. I th- yeah. Go ahead and think it over now. <laughs> That's a tough. Because I th- I think you got two of the same player between Christian Ellis and Sean Bradley. You know what I mean? I mean, it seems like Christian's eh, a little bit better, but I mean, they're both coming. They both. Kind of established himself, established himself on this team throughout the same route. You know what I mean, like special teams. Yeah, but I'm just not sold on Nicholas Morrow, though. I'm just not sold. Not either. I mean, he's wearing number forty-one. Like, 
Yeah. What are we doing? They gave, Come on they, now. They gave him something. They gave him a jersey from the back of the closet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Like we talked about, uh, I had Nicobe Dean, Nicholas Morrow, Christian Ellis, and I think they bring another one in that is not on this roster right now. Yeah. So I had the same thing. So I had the same. Obviously, we're on the same wavelength here. I think my only thing was I feel like if they add a linebacker, I feel like Nicholas Morrow has to go. Yeah. So I don't know. But then the, See, I don't know. They go got ahead. money tied up. They have money tied up in him. You know what I mean? Like they just signed him. So I think it's going to be anybody that they have signed coming into this year, like this trip, this tracks back to Dan Arnold because they signed him to a deal. Anybody who's making over such and such money, I think it's going to be hard to let them go, though. But at the same time, they don't take like a big – they're not going to take a big cap hit for that. But uh, I don't know, man. I think it's going to be – I think Christian Ellis might take – if they bring in somebody, I think Christian Ellis might take the backseat on it, and they'll roll with Nicobe, Nicholas Morrow set and said player i think it i think they look heavy into patrick queen i really i really do i mean that's the dream scenario yeah uh my other dream scenario can't trade candidate that could happen would be isaiah simmons from the cardinals um very fast guy very athletic like a unicorn. <laughs> I mean, he's a he's an athletic unicorn. But another guy that's been talked about, which I don't, I think this is the least likely one to happen, would be Devin White from the Bucks. Um, but I think Patrick Queen might be your could be your best bet, and I don't think it would take that much to get him. I I don't see it taking that much to get him. He's already declined his fifth year option. Right. Uh, he might, he might be he might come in as a one year rental, so yeah. And because he kind of had a day, but at the same time, they bring in Roquan Smith, so you're comparing his numbers to Roquan's, which <laughs> that ain't that hardly ain't ever gonna work out for you. But uh, I don't know. I think a change of scenery would help Patrick Queen a lot, and. Uh, I, it would help both sides and tremendously uh, if you were able to bring him in. If you if you can trade a third round pick for Patrick Queen, I think you pull that trigger one hundred percent. If that if that is like, I don't because you're not trading a second or first for him. You're not trading that for a guy who doesn't who's already declined an option with that team anyway. So I mean, at that point. Baltimore knows he's not going to sign with them. He's not going to resign with them. So, I mean, you're just going to try to get whatever you can get out for him. So, if you're looking at like a third or fourth round pick for him, I think Howie's got to pull that trigger. All right. Uh, I do think there is a world where Christian Ellis beats out Nicholas Morrow. We just don't bring any in, in anybody. Um, because Christian Ellis has been making plays. Uh, at one point, it was three practices, three picks. And so, yeah. you know, interceptions isn't everything, but 
being a playmaker on defense is something. You know, would you would you think say that is the case? Would you be okay with that going into the season, or would you like to see them try to improve that position more? Uh, well, as you're well aware, like, we, would you would you feel comfortable with that going into the season? Well, I still think Nicobe Dean's a question mark. Like, I I know that you know he has all the smarts in the world. That's that's always been his strength as being smarter than the next person. But we're also talking the NFL here where everybody else is everybody, also smart. Everybody's smart. You, you would think. I will say there probably is some dumb people that play. <laughs> but, um, you know, I I do see, like, he could outsmart people. He could use it. You know, there have been undersized guys who have, like, used their intelligence to their advantage. And, <laughs> but, you know, you do worry about his size. Um, he do worry that, you know, he might be shaky because his training camp last year was disappointing. Um, yeah. very quiet. I wouldn't say disappointing, but, but quiet. Really I'm just play. like, we're like, you're talking about. I don't think we, I just don't think we've seen enough from him to know necessarily what we have. You know what I mean? Everybody, the media and Twitter, all social media platforms have just got this, has just gotten to Kobe pinned pen to paper, surefire star. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just don't know if that's the case. Yeah, I think I I do think there's there is reason to be excited for him. I do mm-hmm. like that Tennessee game and was it was kind of fun watching him. I mean we were there. We were there for we yeah, to see he it. Shined. He shined um, in that game. Sure. I don't I don't remember too much at the game, but I remember <laughs> I remember watching it after. I was like we saw that. I didn't yeah. it came back to me. But I do think that all this hype around him and like, you know, got the Georgia players, that's the Georgia defense, it can lead to maybe a disappointing year where in any other year it wouldn't be disappointing. Um and yeah. to answer your question, as far as like being comfortable uh with it, you know, we've went to seasons with terrible, terrible linebackers and we've been okay. However, if you want to be a, a a Super Bowl team, you wanna address your weaknesses that way, you know, you want to make it like almost a perfect team and you can't have like a like a glaring hole. And I feel like right now a linebacker is that hole because it's a bunch of unproven dudes that need time to prove themselves. And so it's just a big question mark going into the year. See, like to me last year, I was in the same boat kind of right now as I am. Um, I didn't think we did enough really at the linebacker position, even last year, you brought in Kaiser White on a one-year deal. I didn't think Kaiser was that good to start the year. Yeah, you I mean, hated him, so yeah, I wasn't the biggest Kaiser Kaiser fan. I, you know what I mean? Like I don't. For some reason, with this team, it has been so hard to find a damn linebacker, like a surefire stud linebacker. I mean, <laughs> looking back. I mean, when's the last really, really good one that we've had? Jer- like Jeremiah Trotter? I mean, uh, like Jordan Hicks? Jordan Hicks was all right. But, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, we don't have a surefire, like, stud guy that you go into the year and look absolutely and just know you can rely on him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Question marks at that position, and we've had him for a while. I'm still thinking of like a good 
good linebacker. I feel like there's somebody that's, that's been in recent memory, but we had Michael Kendricks, we had Nigel Bradham, Jordan Hicks, like you said. I, to my knowledge, there hasn't been one. TJ. TJ was cool, was, but like he, he was good at one thing. I feel like he was good at one thing and one no, thing. No, that's, what, that's what I'm getting at. <laughs> we've had linebackers who've been a, the good ones that we've had have been one thing, and they didn't they weren't above they weren't so at some of them weren't even average at another thing you know what i mean like a decent drop off in their game which tj tj got better tj was a really good run run stopper and he he progressed in pass coverage but you could still see that there was lack of athleticism and coverage ability when he was out there i got you well We'll move on to cornerbacks uh, now. We spent a lot of time on linebackers, which yeah. I feel like is a needed discussion, but we can we have all the time this preseason slash training camp to talk about them. Because I'm sure we're going to see something in those games that we're going to be like, yep, this guy stinks, this guy's good. Yeah. This guy's definitely making the team. So we'll move on to the cornerbacks. I think we also kind of had a, a different group, maybe. I can't remember. Uh, James Bradbury, Darius Slay, Avante Maddox, Zach McPherson, Kelly Ringo. We didn't have a di- we. I just remember we didn't have a different like six guys because I, I have them keeping six. Yeah, I, I think I had the toss up between Josh Job and Greedy Williams. Yeah. and it it truly is, in my opinion, a toss up. I feel like Josh Job, from what I've seen in training camp, has this kind of. He has his highs and his lows. He's not consistent. I haven't seen anything about Greedy, so I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, have you seen anything about him? No, I haven't seen anything about uh, Greedy. Uh, but I have seen some stuff about Josh. Uh, Josh broke up a couple passes in the second team, in the second group, uh, made some good plays on on the ball, which I thought Josh Joe was a damn good special teams player last year. And special teams goes a long way in this league, man. You know what I mean? Like that, if you ain't got a surefire job on offense or defense, your ass better better be committed to special teams and show that you can play. And that's I think that's what Josh did last year. Yeah. So I think but like we was talking, like I said earlier, I just don't know if they're gonna cut greedy because they got money tied to him, which is always but it's like when I don't that might be just a bad thing on like on my aspect, just because they're like one year deals. They're not multiple year deals, you know what I mean? I don't think there's but, a lot of like guaranteed money that would hurt like would hurt them. Uh so I don't think the money tied into them is like a factor. I think they had them, they signed they knew what they knew that he wasn't like a lock to make the roster. So I don't think how he was like, Hey, you're gonna take you're gonna have a huge cap it if we cut you. Oh. Yeah, I know what you mean now. So when you put it at that, at that aspect, I I could see him going Josh Field over yeah. Greedy, just because right. we don't know what we got with Greedy. We kind of know what we got with Job. Job's they good size, athletic traits, stuff like that. Uh, but I think Josh was pretty good contributor on special teams last year. So yeah. I think they they could keep him over Greedy. Yeah, I think that's where it hurts Greedy is because he doesn't have special teams background really. He's he's kind of a he's a guy that plays defense, you know. So, um, and it doesn't but, help. Greedy was never really an inside corner. Never played slot a whole lot. 
he's always played up, been on the outside. Yep. And uh, I don't know, because you got Keeley, which is uh, which is another question mark to me. Keeley's uh, like another one of them athletic unicorns. He was a track guy coming out of high school, like a damn good track guy, like one state and stuff in his aspect of wherever the hell he was from. But uh, he was height, weight, speed kind of guy. and. Right. I seen where he's been working out with Buddha Baker and stuff like that. And I read a report. I don't know where this came from. It was a beat. I was listening. It was, I either heard it on a podcast or read it somewhere that he's cross training at corner and safety. The key. So, yeah. So, I mean, everybody like his thing coming out of college was, Hey, this guy needs to make a transition to safety and he could be an elite, elite safety so I don't know, man. I, they might, they might have something with him. I I think him at safety would be pretty cool because he what he's he's damn six two two ten. I mean that's that looks like a safety to me, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. He's yeah. got good man coverage skills, and well, he's a better zone corner than he is man corner, but he's got all the athletic traits and the size to be a good man corner. He wasn't bad in college. He's just, that wasn't his Georgia didn't play a lot of man either. So, I mean, you didn't really get to see a lot of it, but uh, I don't know. It's Keely's interesting to me. That's something not, that's somebody I'm going to watch definitely in training camp. Yeah. And preseason. I think he definitely makes the team. Uh, oh, a hundred percent. He's going to make the team. Uh, it's just a matter of where, where and how he makes the team. So, um, I know you mentioned safety with with uh, Keeley, so we're going to talk about safeties next. Uh, I have Reed Blankenship, uh, Terrell Edmonds, Sidney Brown, and Justin Evans. Uh, here's my thing I'll say real quick about this group. I think if you had, I think somebody said something about like a rating, like I can't remember who what what who rated them or what it was, but it was like the 28th ranked group in all of football. I. I think this group right here has the chance to be like the most surprising group in all oh, of football. Yeah. I think when we talk about linebackers, I I believe Sidney Brown can be that inside the box guy. I, I believe yeah. I believe Reed can also be that inside the box guy. You know, and then Terrell Edmonds can play center field. Yeah, you know. See, the thing is with to me. Personally, because I was going to ask you this question, uh, is there any chance you see any chance Sydney ends up a starter this at some point in this year? Because I do, I think he could beat out. I don't think he beats out Reed. I think Reed might be more solidified than Terrell is, but Terrell is like the proven. You know what you got with Terrell in in this league. Reed, you don't add so much. He's never he hasn't played a full seventeen games. You know what I mean? He hadn't had right. to. But um, I'm a little bit. I'm. I think I'm higher on Reed than a lot of people are. I think he's he's the because uh, I've always been into guys safeties who can who can tackle, hit hard, stuff like that. You know what I mean? So, and he's about the only guy. He's the only safety that we currently know of on this roster that can that can really do that. Besides Justin Evans, he 
he laid Derrick Henry out in college back in like 2015. But I mean, Justin hasn't he done hasn't, a damn thing since. <laughs> hadn't done nothing since. Uh, but I don't know, man. It's this is a weaker. This, this is definitely the hole in our defense, I believe. But like you said, I think this this group could turn some heads and kind of surprise people. Not from like the sole aspect of them surprising people so much. They're like a top five safety room in the league or nothing. But if they got them ranked 28th, you can't get much lower. You, there's a lot of room to go up. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. I like you're saying. I think they could surprise some people. I, I think Sydney could end up starting somewhere and at some point in this year. Yeah. Uh, for the audio only listeners, uh, you know, I came from a, a show where we did just video only. So this is something that I will have to improve on as we uh, go forward. I answered when Bryce asked me, does he do, I think Sydney Brown will start by the end of the year. I shook my head. No, throwing that out there for the people who are watching this on YouTube. You obviously saw, I shook my head. No. So uh, with that being said, I think that Sydney Brown, I feel like I said Sydney Jones at some point. Maybe I did. Maybe nah, I did. Nah, right. you didn't. Sorry, it's on my head. It's on my brain. You know, Sydney Jones. I, I wish you. I wish you were great. <laughs> you um, so happy to, when we got you, but that's okay. Um, Sydney Brown. I think he's, they're going to have packages where he's going to be like, like I said, in the box or reach him in the box. They're going to have packages for him. They're not going to just let him sit on the bench all year. Um, that dude's like an athletic freak. He's 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 swole. You know, he's, he's big dude. He's swole. Um, Hockey I, body, but he's he's, he's big dude. Cut yeah. and everything else. I, I'm excited for him. He's he's he's. I'm very excited to watch him play. Um, can't wait to see what he can do. Uh, so with the four people I mentioned, I don't think you had a different group. No. So guess what that means, Kayvon Wallace. Up, you're out. Uh, See ya, you bum. Next, Ali, man. Next, Brian Dawkins is no longer on the, going to be on the team. Uh, I don't Jeez. know. I don't know why anybody ever said that shit. Um, and whoever started <laughs> that should not ever talk about sports again. Please, uh, that might that might be one of the biggest letdowns, like hype build up letdowns of a player that I've seen in a long time, man. Yeah. The the sheer hype that was around this guy when he got drafted. In the like the fourth round, what the hell did we think we found in the fourth round that nobody else seen? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, come on now. Yeah. Which hell, Sydney's a fourth round pick too. So I mean, could be the same fucking result. We oh, just nobody, don't know it. I mean, nobody's saying Brian Dawkins. I think they're saying Troy Polamalu because his hair. But um, <laughs> with that being said, Kevin Wallace will be on the practice squad still, so he's not completely gone. Um, and to wrap up this, I would like to say uh, I'm not the bitter Eagles fan about CJGJ. I feel bad that he got hurt. Um, sad because he he's good when he plays. He's great when he plays, but the injury bug bit him. I'm not going to say fuck you or anything like that. I'm going to say thank you. Thank you for the year you gave us last year. Um, so anything else about the safeties before we move on to special teams? Um, I think I brought up something when we were talking about this previously. Uh, I completely forgot about it. Uh, I had the same group that that you had, but I also said this could also be the move that we make at some point in the year, whether it be training camp, uh, 
somewhere in the season around the deadline, something like that, kind of a rental, right. rental kind of player. Uh, if you don't make a move at linebacker, this is the other room that I think you definitely make a move in. Whether that be Buda Baker, which I don't see happening personally. Nope. It'd be cool, though. It'd be cool. It, it would be really cool. Uh, that guy also seems like he wants to come to the Eagles. Everything he's doing on like social media and like talk about Sirianni and stuff like that, he kind of seems like he wants to be an Eagle. But well, I mean, wouldn't same, you? Yeah, exactly. At the same time, I I think this is the room that they make a move in. I may I may be wrong. Like we talked about, they may be the they may Reed and Terrell and everybody else may come out playing like their damn hairs on fire and shock everybody. So I don't know. And we hope that we 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 yeah. uh, definitely hope that. Uh, moving on, the special special teams should be quick and to the point. Um, Jake Elliott, Aaron Sipos, uh, Rick Lovato. <laughs> Any competition at long snapper? <laughs> nope, he's been uh, he's been as solid as they come. Uh, you know, we the transition from uh, old John to Rick has been smooth. And seamlessly. Yep. Can't complain. Uh, uh, I think you got a little bit of a competition there at punter, but I just don't see Sipos losing it. I don't I don't know. Ty Zettner's gonna have to do something like rem- remarkable in camp and preseason for him to win that job over. And that's not me giving credit to Aaron Sipos whatsoever. Cause that guy stinks. Yeah, he's ass. I'm, I am not the biggest fan of Aaron Sipos. I don't think any of the Eagles community is a big fan of Aaron Sipos. If you do, you're not a real Eagles fan. You're kind of delusional. Yep. That guy is ass, but at the same time, I don't know about Ty Zettner either because it seems like he's so hit and miss. He's got a fucking monster-ass leg, but he could shank one just as quick as he can kick a bomb. Like You know what I mean? Like It's not – it's not he's not complete as a punter. Yeah. We need Wyatt on here to talk about special teams. <laughs> this ain't... Yeah. The Wyatt Wyatt's our uh, special teams uh guru. Uh yeah. we'll, you know, anytime we uh talk special teams, which I don't think we'll ever have an episode dedicated to special teams unless something crazy happens. We will have <laughs> we will have Wyatt Wyatt on. Unless unless we need to go on a rant about special teams. <laughs> yeah. Uh so yeah, the only people the only person only people like the only type of people that want Aaron Sipos on the Eagles is his family. There is no not <laughs> one soul out there yeah. that wants Aaron Sipos as a punter uh, for next year, and I feel like that's where we're headed. I, you know, everybody's saying you know we could we could definitely upgrade. Uh, I don't see it happening. We haven't upgraded the past two years. Aaron Sipos has been dog shit every year. Uh, he had he had a, had a nice little run there for a little bit, but when it came to Super Bowl time, why do we take out Brett Kern? I don't know. A lot of our hearts. Yep. So that's. So. I don't know, man. Uh, so uh, you know, there you have it with the uh, the fifty three man roster. Uh, I'm not doing uh, practice squad. That can change. At Warden, it's just not going to be fun to go back and be like, "Oh, you got this practice squad guy right," and then Buddy from, I don't know, <laughs> the the Titans is like he joins and it does it. It's not. It's not fun to talk about. Um. So with that being said. I do want to pose this question right here, right now, before the preseason starts and before everybody's excited for certain players. We've had many people in the past that have been the preseason sweetheart. I cannot remember his name. There was one guy I remember. I can't remember his name. It sucks. 
He was running back from Mizzou. And he, what's his name? He's tiny. I can't remember his name. I went to look it up. Um, what year was I'll, I'll, I'll look it up here in a second. Um, so give me your preseason sweetheart. Who do you think is going to take the world by storm? Um, the Eagles world by storm, by the way, just because I think it'll, I think it, I think it'll be Sidney Brown. Actually, uh, he's my well. Cause see, I was gonna time go out, with time out, time out. Let me let me rephrase the question because yeah, Sidney Brown be the sweetheart. Give me your sweetheart that will be overrated by fans that will not make the team. Give me somebody that's like everybody's gonna fall in love with and not make the team. Uh, it's gonna be. I don't think you're gonna like it because it not, it's your boy, but uh, Joseph Engata, yeah. the receiver from Clemson, I think he could come in the preseason, make a couple splash plays, and everybody's like, "Oh my God, we got D Hop out here and on our damn practice squad that nobody knows about." Mm, no, sir. Uh, I think he's gonna be a little overrated. I've lost a lot of faith in Clemson football players. <laughs> I don't know. Kayvon Wallace has left a bad taste in my mouth, man. So. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's weird. It was, uh, it was Henry Josie, by the way. Oh yeah, never mind. Okay, I know who you're talking about now. Yep. Yeah, I remember. I remember that guy. But now I think, uh, I think his sweetheart will be Sidney Brown. But I feel like it's it's kind of expected from him, and that's that that's given me the problem like with my first answer because I was I was 100% going to go Jalen Carter with that but at the same time I think everybody's expecting to see something him just absolutely tear up preseason but I, don't, I don't think Jalen Carter's going to play that much I think he's going to play but like, I was about to, I was just about to say I don't think him or Nolan play enough to yeah. make like a big impact because hell Nicobe and Jordan Davis didn't play too terribly much last year I know Nicobe played more than Jordan Davis did but I don't know. Yeah. Cool. What about you? Yeah, I think whenever so the original question in my head was like, who, who are you gonna fall in love with? Not gonna make the team. And it, it was my boy from Clemson. Uh which it hurts me because I feel like he's gonna be like Travis Fogum and uh oh, tear it up. What a and, legend. Yeah. <laughs> we don't we don't speak of his name anymore. Um you know, he walked so I got I can run. Um but I do think Sidney Brown will also be the sweetheart. However, I'm not going to go the same uh, pick as you just for, you know, the sake of doing this. Uh, I think, who do I think? I think Christian Ellis. But, no, wait, he's, wait, I said, wait, are we talking about the person? This is the person who's going to make the team. Yeah, Christian Ellis. I think I think he's just going to, he just seems like he's a guy that's always, like, out there busting his ass and, like, giving 110% on every play. And so I think that I think Eagles fans are going to definitely like see that, and that's 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 who they usually get behind. So I think he's going to take home that uh that sweetheart role. Um, in the last, let me throw guess, go ahead. Let me throw a name out for you since we're talking about linebackers who could stand out in preseason. Ben Van Sumeren, the guy, the undrafted rookie from Michigan State that we picked up. Uh, he. Went to Michigan as a running back, transferred to Michigan State, played linebacker. Athletic demon. Athletic freak. Some bitches about 5'10", 230. <laughs> Short guy, big dude, 
but he makes all kinds of plays athletically. So I think he could be a standout. Don't see him making the team unless it's special teams and they put his ass on Gunner on kickoff and he goes out there and knocks somebody's head off. But uh, I think he could be a kind of a standout. Uh, just the thing I think of him was uh, the player comp kind of thing is uh, Malcolm Rodriguez from the Lions. How he came into training camp and hard knock sweetheart, yeah, and yeah, and uh, preseason kind of just dominated. I don't see him starting, but on in the regular season, like Malcolm, but uh, I think he can make some plays in preseason. Definitely, uh, you know, this has been a good episode. So to wrap this up, kind of do something something fun since you guys don't know us, I guess that much, which hopefully you will. Um, Bryce, give me this real quick. Give me your all-time favorite eagle. All-time favorite eagle? Yes. Uh, uh, Brian Dawkins. Awesome. Huh? Of course. Mine is also Brian Dawkins. <laughs> uh, I have a picture somewhere. It's, it's actually over there. I should move it back over here. Um, yeah. Definitely. Close second. Close second if we're going all-time eagle. Uh, I'm a, like I said, Alabama ride or die boy. I got to ride with quarterback one, man. Jalen, oh, that's my guy. That's my baby boy, man. <laughs> like, who are you talking about? But I don't know. I don't know why I forgot about him. Because oh yeah, he went to Oklahoma. That's why. Um, anyway, uh, I guess that's going to do it for episode one of the Link lineup. One more thing, Price. Most hated eagle that you ever that you ever watched. Most hated eagle. There's, there's plenty because there's Derek Barnett. Well, <laughs> but the most the most hated uh, definitely was Orlando Skandrick. Bang! That was immediately what I was yeah. about to say. Yeah. I was about to throw that name out there, see if you even remember that fucking clown. Yep, hate that guy. He, uh, he was uh, a double agent for the Cowboys when we played him. Uh, yeah. Hey, Orlando, if you somehow come across this, I'll beat your ass if you uh, ever... If we ever come toe to toe, I am six four two eighty of pure man, and you don't want this. Uh, but I'm to wrap up, go what? I'm about five eight two thirty. I'm a little short bastard, but I got quick hands, baby. We can mm. rock and roll. Hands <laughs> like a snake. Uh, <laughs> but this has been a great episode one. Thank you to all of you who have tuned in and listened or watched or. Whatever, both. Um, we have we have plenty of good content coming out. I hope. I'll pray we do. It's uh, coming out we soon. Do. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, you know, I'm dedicating a lot of time to this, so hopefully, uh, you know, you guys see it. Uh, me and Bryce are going to go to two games as of now, and during those two games, we'll meet up and do a, a little live. Um, this in person recording. I'm not gonna call it live because we're not going to live stream or anything. But we do in person recording. It'll be different. It'll be cool. Um, we got. We want to start a TikTok. I want to do some kind of, some kind of games for you guys um, to keep it interesting, keep it fresh. Um, so plenty of things to look forward to. Uh, I might even give away my my signed Donovan McNabb jersey. I'm not going to do that. Whoa! So, I, I was know. about to say <laughs> we could do a jersey giveaway though. At a certain uh, amount of followers, maybe, maybe we'll we'll cross that bridge uh, whenever we get there. Um, but once again, you know, this is the link lineup. You can follow us on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, 
at the link lineup. You can follow me, Chase, at Cardiac Chase. You can follow Bryce at I am Bryce Haynes. Um, like I said, we'll be on YouTube and we will be on every single one of your favorite podcasting platforms. Unless it's some kind of weird platform that nobody knows about, only you know about, it won't be on there. But let me know and I'll put it on there for you. Um, so with that being said, Bryce, got any last words you want to say? Go birds, baby. Go birds. Great last words. Um, so with that being said, hope you guys have a wonderful week and we will see you next time. Peace.